right. So let's go ahead and move into the AFC because the AFC is where the top teams in the NFL are ranked. And I mean, it was carried by the playoffs last year. We had the greatest game of all time, arguably between the Chiefs and the Bills. And then of course you have the Super Bowl favorites being the Bills this year. So, you know, AFC is where all the top heavy teams are. And it, this is probably the most exciting. I, I'm glad we saved this one for last. And and I can't wait. Of course, Preston's other team, the, the LA Chargers are in that conference as well. So we'll talk about the AFC West last because that is the most stacked division in football right now. We want to save the best for the last. But let's go ahead and start with the AFC North, Preston. And Glenn Hill, we, we all know that the Bengals, they were, they were in the Super Bowl last year. I think they exceeded expectations. Zach Taylor was kind of coming in on the hot seat. You know, Joe Burrow coming off a catastrophic leg injury. There was a lot of uncertainty. And then, of course, everybody knows about the narratives with Jamar Chase, you know, having problems in the preseason. And then he just turned it up being, you know, the top five to 10 receiver in the NFL. So I want to know what you guys think about the Bengals. Gledhill, we'll start with you. Right now, their win total has them at nine and a half over under. They won 10 games last year. Looking at some of their offseason additions, they added three offensive linemen, Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Kars. And then they also picked up Hayden Hurst on the tight end position. They lost CJ Ozumu. He went to the Jets. So they replaced it there. I think if you look at their team, the team that they had last year, I wouldn't say they got really any worse. I say maybe they got a little bit better because of the offensive line additions. So how are you feeling about the Bengals? Gledhill, we'll start with you. They're over under is nine and a half wins this year. Yeah, I think that's an easy over for me. You know, I, I mean, obviously there's a little bit of like a, you know, speculation on like whether there's going to be a Super Bowl hangover or not. But I, I think this team's different. I think Joe Burrow's different. I think he's the type of guy where the, that, that Super Bowl loss last year only made him you know, hungrier going into this season. You mentioned the additions to the offensive line. Um, I think this team's just going to score a ton of the, a ton of points. And I think you know, with kind of some uncertainties at the quarterback position, you know, out there in Pittsburgh and and uh, especially in, in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson not coming back for a long time, and then even when he does come back, you know, not really knowing like how rusty he's going to be um, and, and also just kind of that, that pressure he's going to feel coming in and that, you know, everybody's going to kind of be against him given what happens. Um, still people out there believing that, you know, it should have been longer than 11 games, but you know, I, I, th- I think the Bengals will definitely win this division. Um, I will say we can, we can get into this in a little bit, but I, I would say watch out for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I really like that addition they made in their secondary uh, Kyle Hamilton and just another year of, you know, Lamar Jackson in the offense. I, uh, J.K. Dobbins coming back to uh, Gus Edwards as well. I, I think, um, you know, if anybody's going to threaten the Bengals, it's going to be the Ravens. So let's see what you guys think, though. Yeah, Preston, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with you. I'll go last. Yeah, I think everything Gledhill said is spot on. I think with the uncertainty um, in Cleveland and in Pittsburgh, I think it's fair to say that the Bengals are the favorites to win the division, from my eyes at least. I, obviously, you can make a, a case for Baltimore. You know, they're a team that, dealt with a lot of injuries last year and still had a pretty decent season considering um, all the injuries that they dealt with. So they're returning a lot of guys this year. Uh, they're going to be back. They're going to be healthy. You know, with Pittsburgh and Cleveland, it's it's tough to tell how good they're if, – if Pittsburgh and Cleveland are competitive, then that kind of shifts where we see Baltimore – um, and the Bengals finishing because if those games are a little bit more competitive than we're anticipating them being, and you know maybe each of those teams split those games, right? Then that shakes up the standings a little bit, um, especially with them compared to other divisions. So right now I've got the Bengals winning the division at twelve and five, um, and then the Ravens coming in right behind at ten and seven. But I could see the Bengals being anywhere from a nine to a twelve win team. Same with the Ravens. 
Yeah. No, I, I think you guys are spot on. I think the top two teams are definitely going to be the Bengals and the Ravens. A lot of people have the Ravens taking over the division this year, which is, I think is, I think it's a fair comparison, you know, considering that they were the number one seed, you know, with about four weeks ago in the season. And then they ended up losing out, missing the playoffs, finished eight and nine loss to the Steelers at home and ended up missing the playoffs. They, they got a little ballsy on their play calling. They went for two point conversions on, on several games that came down to the wire and ended up costing them in the end. And if they would have won, you know, maybe just one or two of those games, they, they would have been sitting at winning that division and then, you know, having a home field playoff game, which could have changed the outcome of a lot of things. But, you know, when I look back at the Bengals season last year, what's really interesting to me is not just the the, re, the resurgence of Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, the struggles of the offensive line, but still, you know, able to overcome that. And then the defense just getting so much better. Uh, not, I, I don't look at that. I always look at what happened in the playoffs. And when I look at what happened in the playoffs, the game that changed everything in the AFC was that Bengals and Titans game in the divisional round. The Titans were a first round by team. A lot of people thought they were fraudulent. Other people thought that they were a team that you didn't want to see. We even talked about they were a team that nobody wanted to see in the playoffs. And I think, you know, looking back on that episode, if I, if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we all picked the Titans in that game too, uh, to win that game. And when the Bengals, you know, won that game, it changed everything, literally everything. And just imagining, you know, if Ryan Tannehill didn't throw that pick inside, ter- you know, their own territory, would the Bengals have won that game? So he didn't have a good game. He threw three picks that game and that that gave the Bengals all the momentum, carried it over into the next round and, you know, beat the Chiefs and then went into the Super Bowl, just came up short, a couple sus play calls by Zach Taylor. But point is, you know, that I think it's just really interesting how I look at how this division, you know, panned out last year with, the Steelers kind of up and down, barely making the playoffs. Big Ben barely squeezing in, even after playing horrific all year. And then the Ravens being number one seed with about four weeks to go, going for two-point conversions. The Bengals being a team that no one thought they would be this good coming in. And then they end up winning that close divisional round game against the Titans and then going to the Super Bowl. It's just crazy how things work out in the NFL. And this is one of those divisions where you really it just came down to the wire. Now, The reason I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this division and I'm going to take the over of nine and a half is because when I looked at their division matchups last year between the Bengals and the Ravens, the Bengals pretty much outplayed them, you know, both times they, and they, and they outplayed them significantly. So Joe Burrow has been able to play well against this Ravens defense. And I think, I don't see how it would change anything else. Maybe the, you know, you could look at the Bengals and Bay. okay, well, maybe they won't repeat the same success, meaning they won't go back to the Super Bowl. Maybe they, maybe that's just their peak, right? They get to the Super Bowl, they can't get over the hump, which is okay. They're still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to be a team that is going to be one of the favorites in the AFC, and I still think they're going to win this division. With the Ravens, you guys know me. I'm a big Lamar Jackson guy. Like, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he gets, I think he's the most hated quarterback in the NFL. I talked a little bit about earlier in the episode how he was the most disrespected quarterback in the NFL. And the fact that people were taking guys like Kyler Murray and then ESPN didn't have him ranked in the top 10, that's ridiculous. I mean, this guy won an MVP. He's getting better every year. You know, now he's at the point in the year where, you know, he doesn't have an agent, so he doesn't really have leverage on his contract, but he's going to try to look to get a big contract. And I think, you know, regardless of what happens, I think the Ravens are going to work something out with him because they know he's that guy. So, yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that's really unproven with Lamar to, you know, how long can he stay at that level, running the ball and, and passing the ball. How, long, how much longer can he last? Thankfully for him, he hasn't really had any significant injuries since being in the NFL. So I say he's doing pretty damn good so far. I'm a big believer in him. I hope he gets paid. Uh, a little part of me wants to see the Ravens win this division just so I can you know, say like Lamar proved all those doubters wrong again. So 
but I think the Ravens, regardless, are going to be about a nine to 10 win team. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think they'll win the division. I have the Bengals. Uh, then you move into the Steelers. Now the Steelers are an interesting team because I look at the Steelers, right? And, you know, you think when they start getting worse every single year roster wise, Mike Tomlin always finds a way to make them above 500 team. And I think that's what the case is this year. You know, you look at them and they have a lot of, you know, they have a QB battle right now going on between Rudolph, Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett. It's looking like the preseason right now. I think they're going to go with Pickett as the guy. Even if they don't go with him week one, I think sooner or later he's going to be their, their guy moving forward. Uh, right now they're sitting over under seven and a half. And so I think I'm going to take the over on that as well, just because Mike Tomlin, I mean, he hasn't had a losing season. It's like had 14, 15 straight. The Steelers last losing season was in 2003. So the Steelers have historically been a great franchise, a team that knows how to win. You know, even that year when they went 11 and 0 and kind of, you know, completely folded at the end of the season, you know, they were still the fact that they went 11 and 0 during COVID. I mean, that just shows you right with Big Ben too. I mean, aging. So now it's a little bit of a new era now. Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, even if they struggle and the QB play a little bit. I still like the run game and Najee Harris. I still like Deontay Johnson just got paid and I love their defense adding Miles Jack and they got Cam Hayward and, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick. This is, this is a top five defensive unit in the NFL. They're going to be above 500 team though. Regardless of anything, they're going to find a way to make it happen. I have them about a nine win team just behind the Ravens and the Bengals, but I have them finishing third. Preston, how are we feeling about the Steelers this year? Yeah, as far as the Steelers go, like you said, Mike Tomlin um, always tries to keep them or is, has always been able to keep them above 500. You know, they've still got that stacked defensive line. They've got a couple of great defensive players. You know, obviously, we all know about TJ Watt, uh, absolute stud. Yeah, can't forget um, about TJ. Right, exactly. So he's going to, you know, be wrecking quarterbacks. And the same thing with, you know, Miles Garrett and the Browns. So I think – the difference between the Steelers and the Browns is that we know the Browns can run the ball. Um, I think Najee Harris is going to have a big year this year for the Steelers. I think two years ago when the Steelers had that really good regular season and then lost to the Browns the first round of the playoffs, I think the reason it kind of all fell apart is because, you know, they had that great defense, but they didn't have a running game. And Steeler football usually involves running the football. And, you know, without Big Ben this year and having – you know, most likely Kenny Pickett coming in probably somewhere within the first couple months of the season. I think you you got to establish a really good running game in order to make things easier um, on your young, unexperienced quarterback. So expect Najee Harris to have a big year. And I've got them finishing up eight and nine, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them at nine and eight. Yeah, no, I think that I think we can take that over under seven and a half, which I think is a it's a fair but. Fair over under, but you know, like we said, Mike Tomlin just always finds a way to make it happen. And I can't believe I forgot TJ Watt. I mean, TJ Watt, I think he he should have came off a back-to-back defensive player of the year. Remember in 2020, uh, they gave that award to to Aaron Donald and it should have been TJ Watts. And then last year was unquestioned. He tied Michael Strahan's sack record. There was no doubt that he was defensive player of the year. So in my eyes, TJ Watt is back-to-back defensive player of the year. He's coming in. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's just an absolute tank, man. So, you know, it's kind of crazy because we see all the comparisons with miles Garrett, TJ Watt, like who'd you rather have? And it's like, they're just so close in my opinion. It's like, it's not really fair to compare them because they're all, you know, unique in their own ways. I I just, like, I think they're both that close to each other. So we'll move on to the Browns here, but Gledhill, do you agree? Do you think the, the Steelers get the edge over the Browns and finish third right here? It's tough to say. Um, I think, 
I'd probably say so. What's, what's interesting with the Steelers, I was actually just going through the schedule a second ago. They got a really tough stretch um, kind of in like early to mid-October where they got they got the Bills, they got the Buccaneers, they, they're going to Miami, to Philadelphia, um, got New Orleans at home, and then Cincinnati right after that. So just a really tough point in the season. At what point is this team going to give Kenny Pickett a shot? I'm just really curious to see when that is, uh, when they're going to think he's ready to go. Um I know they're going to have a really good defense. I'm, 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 I'm looking at their depth chart here. Just, you know, really, really excited with some of the guys that they have, especially up front. And then you got, you know, you got Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick back there as well. I still think they're going to win a lot of games just because that's, that's kind of what Mike Tomlin seems to do. They, they seem to always figure it out, like you guys said. But at what point this year, you know, maybe they go on a little bit of a losing streak with Trubisky or something, and then, and then they decide to give the young guy a shot. So, at what point are they going to make that decision? And then, you know, and obviously the Browns, the big wild card is obviously Deshaun Watson coming back. I'm actually going to go, oh, this is tough because I can't. No, I'm going I'm to take the Steelers in third because I, I can't confidently say that I think the Steelers are going to be a last place team in their division. That just doesn't sound right, even with uncertainty at the quarterback position and, and maybe with the run game as well. Um I can't see it. I got to. I got to put the Browns fourth in this division. I think the Browns will win seven games. The Steelers might win eight or nine, and then and you go ten, eleven with the Vikings, and the Bengals are gonna be right there. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a tough battle. This, this division is interesting because you don't really have. You don't have that team that you're like, oh, yeah, they're gonna win three games or four games. Like all, all four of these teams have really good rosters. I just think there's certain teams with a little bit more uncertainty than others um and some teams with a little bit more continuity so you know this division is really interesting though well let's talk about cleveland because cleveland is very polarizing with deshaun watson for the wrong reasons obviously but uh you know i don't we don't need to get in uh, all the allegations and everything i mean we've kind of talked about that enough we've heard about it enough like we, we know what it is they're going with Jacoby Brissett for the first eleven games, and the only thing I do want to mention is uh, I think it's I think it's funny because the NFL knew what they were doing with this eleven game suspension because who who suspends a quarter? I've never seen an eleven game suspension in my life, and I'm like, so okay, eleven games, whatever. That's better than six. It was initially six. They appealed it because I I think Goodell was like, you know what, we're we're not gonna, <laughs> you know, we might lose this one, but hey, we're, we're I'm not trying to get canceled, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this longer. They appealed it. And it ended up being 11 games. What'd you say? I said, they've got to take a stand on it. You know, I think, yeah, you can't sit still after. Yeah. 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 And Goodell made a good decision there, but I thought it was interesting because I look at that 11 game suspension. I'm like, that's weird. Like what, why 11, why 11 out of all games. But then you look at, you know, who they're playing when he gets back. And of course it happens to be week 13 in Houston against the Texans. So that just showed me everything. They NFL, you knew what you were doing with that one. You knew what you, <laughs> you, oh, knew that, what you that game is going to be – he'd actually be less punished if he got 12 games because going to Houston, former team, the parade of booze, and oh, man, that's going to that's, that's gonna be a punishment on its own right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a, what a rude awakening. That's crazy. Yes. A lot of storylines uh, happening in the NFL this year, and that's, that's, that's crazy. I can't wait to see, you know, how, how the Houston crowd treats Deshaun Watson when he comes back. And actually, I ended up going back and making that a loss for the Browns, too. I think the Texans are going to win that game. I'm confident in that pick that the Texans will win that game, too. Just because of all the circumstances, Deshaun is going to have a terrible game in his first game back. The Texans will win that game. Don't quote me on it. 
I'm just saying it. I, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about their over-under. Their over-under is sitting at nine and a half. The fact that there are two gains above the Steelers, I mean, yes, on paper, they might have a way better roster, but I think Cleveland's just a mess right now with all Deshaun Watson news. I'm, I'm not confident this team is going to win more than seven games. I'm really not. I think this team can struggle. Looking at their schedule, the AFC North has a tough schedule this year. I think they're going to lose a lot of games with Jacoby Brissett. You know, looking at their first six games, I think they're going to start about one and four or one and five, you know, two and four, maybe, you know, it's not, they're, they're winnable gains, but I'm not, you know, we've seen Jacoby Brissett at this point and I think they're just going to be a very run heavy team. So if you have Nick Chubb on your fantasy team, you know, that that's good because they're going to be running the ball a lot this year. I think their passing game is really going to struggle. I'm just not a big fan of Cleveland with all the mess right now. I just think Deshaun Watson, that locker room, I, I I just think this team is really going to struggle. And I think the Browns are, you know, maybe they had a good off season on paper, you know, getting a guy like Amari Cooper, but I just think, you know, it's, it's really going to kind of be, it's going to be overlooked by the fact that all this Deshaun Watson buzz is just kind of looming. So to be honest, I think the Browns are going to be above uh, below 500 team this year. And I I think they're going to finish last in this division. So I got Cleveland finishing fourth in this division, regardless of if they end up having a winning record or not, I think the Steelers will edge them out. Uh, but I, I do like this division because I think, like Preston was saying, I think this division, they, they, the more likely all four teams are going to split, you know, within each other. So we'll see what happens. You guys got anything else to add to to the AFC North? I mean, I know Deshaun Watson brings a lot of buzz, so. Nope. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into the AFC South. Now, this is probably the weakest division in football at this point, just because you look at the team like the Texans who are rebuilding you're looking at a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I guess are kind of in their rebuild too. They had a good offseason, but you still don't know with Trevor Lawrence how he's going to be. Then you got the Titans, who I think took a major step back this year, losing a guy like AJ Brown, losing Julio Jones, Derrick Henry coming off of a you know foot injury. Is he going to be the same? Are they going to be very one-dimensional offense? And then their defense is just kind of up and down. So I think the Titans definitely got worse this year. I think the Jaguars got better. I think the Colts got better adding a guy like Matt Ryan. And then obviously you got Jonathan Taylor. But I think overall, this division's pretty weak, you know, all things considered. So, Gledhill, we'll start with you. We'll start with the team that won it last year uh, in the Tennessee Titans. Their over-under is nine and a half right now. How do you feel? You think they're going to take that step back? And then obviously, are we going to see Malik Willis this year? Yeah, perhaps at some point. Um I, I, I still really like Ryan Tannehill. Um, it kind of ended on a sour note, actually a really sour note last year in that in that Bengals game in the playoffs. You know, throwing three interceptions on your home field, you're the favorite. Um, yeah, that that's you know it's a rough way to go out. And then you mentioned losing AJ Brown. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think there's a lot of uncertainty there with what they offer on the offensive side. We know we know Derek Henry can do his thing, but then you bring in Robert Woods, who's coming off an injury. Uh, you, you draft Dray, uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Interested to see how they'll use him in his rookie year, and then they have some they have some decent pieces on the defensive side. Amani Hooker back there. Um, they drafted Caleb Farley a couple of years ago, who, who uh, coming off an injury when uh, he entered the draft. Um, yeah, we have Jeffrey Simmons up there as well, and, and uh, I, I really like Bud Dupree. So uh, some really good pieces there on the defensive side of the ball. Ah, the Titans are tough though, and then you overlook at the Colts. Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in the league. They drafted Alec Pierce in, I think, the second or third round from Cincinnati. Um, I really like the drafts that they've had in recent years. They took Pittman a couple years ago. They get Pierce this year. Um, 
you know, I, I've had a lot of faith in, in some of the pieces that they've brought in. And I think they're going to be pretty good on the defensive side as well. So I'm going to take the Colts to win this division, winning about 10 or 11 games. The Titans are going to be right there, though. I really love Mike Vrabel. So I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to, they're, they're going to have a good, you know, I think I think that this team's going to be motivated going in. You know, they they off the disappointing loss last year in the playoffs. So I think the Titans will be right there as well, battling for a playoff spot. But I'm going to give the edge to the Colts. I just think they're a better organization from top to bottom. And then um, I want to hear you guys talk about the uh, the Jaguars and the um, I'm blanking on the last team, <laughs> oh, Texans. But uh, I, I think with the Jaguars, you bring in Doug Peterson, you got Trevor Lawrence in his second year. You know, last year it was really tough to evaluate him given all the circumstances. You know, but but it, it can't be he can't be any worse than he was. I mean, just th- this whole situation was just just a wash last year uh, with Urban Meyer. Um, I think he and Doug Peterson are going to connect. Um, I would love to see the Jaguars at least finish this division. And, you know, perhaps get a win or two over the Colts and the Titans at some point this year. I know the Colts really struggle when they go down to Jacksonville. So I'd love to see the Jaguars uh, get a win down there. And then who did they add? They added um, Christian Kirk. They overpaid the hell out of him. But, yeah, they added him. Yeah, they did. Yeah, give me, give me, the, give me the Jaguars finish third. I believe in Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, has all the tools to be a great quarterback, um, physically and emotionally, mentally. And then the Titans, I think there's, you know, Davis Mills showed some really good things last year, but I I believe in the coaching staff of the Jaguars a little bit more this year. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jacksonville in third, maybe winning seven games. If they win seven games, I think it's a successful year. And then the Titans are going to win five or six. I don't know though. It's tough. All right, Preston, uh, how are we feeling? Uh, right now, the over-under between the Colts and the Titans is exactly the same at nine and a half. I'll, I'll go last. Yeah, so this division, I'm actually super excited to talk about because when you look at this division, you know, like you said, it's the weakest division probably in the entire NFL, but I think it's also the most unpredictable, if that makes sense. So with the Texans, right, I originally had them finishing like dead last at like 2-15. and 15, But actually, after watching some of the preseason and, you know, more of Davis Mills, I think he's made a big jump um, this offseason. And I think he's actually going to surprise a lot of people. And I think the Texans are going to surprise some teams. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them winning like five, six games. I think that itself goes to show how balanced the NFL is this year. If you really look at it, like there's only one team, I think, in the entire NFL that we can for sure say is going to be absolute garbage. And that's the Seattle Seahawks. Like, can you guys think of any other teams that are going to be absolute garbage this year? Like, maybe one or two wins? I I would say. Yeah, maybe the Falcons. But the the Seahawks still have Pete Carroll. So, I mean, who knows, man? They could. Pete Pete Carroll's been struggling, bro. Pete Carroll's been struggling lately. I know. But you never know. You never know. Um, yeah, good point. But as far as the Colts go with Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan's washed. That's the only reason I have the Titans winning the division. And I don't think anybody in this division is going to win more than 10 games. Okay. I think the Titans, if Derrick Henry stays healthy and they're still able to run the ball with Derrick Henry, it gives them a chance to win every single game. Because if you can't stop the run, 
then it just opens up their entire offense. So there's going to be a lot of games where the Titans look like absolute garbage and some games where they look unbeatable, but it's just going to depend on matchups. And that's how it always is for them. So uh, we'll see how many teams are built to stop them this season. Um, I've got the Colts right behind them at nine games. Uh, the, the rest of the Colts roster is amazing, right? But I honestly think you downgraded going to Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. I I really do. <laughs> I disagree I know, with that. I know I, Eric's making a crazy face, but I disagree I, with that. I think Matt Ryan's washed. I think he's just washed. I think it's going to be similar to the Philip Rivers season. That's what I think. You know, obviously they bad. still did pretty decent, but I think this is a team that's way too talented um, to still be having quarterback troubles. You know, I feel like they they could have gotten somebody else at this point, either in the draft. Or something like, come on, it's been like four seasons and you still haven't found like a young talent or something uh, to take over. I thought Carson Wentz was a good move, but, you know, it's clear that he's still got a lot to get over mentally in order to get anywhere near playoff competitive type quarterback play. We'll see how this season goes, but I'm just saying, I think Matt Ryan, you know, he's he's going off the cliff. You know, I'm, I'm making that Max Kellerman statement right now. And then when it comes to the Jaguars, I I actually think that Doug Peterson is the perfect fit for Trevor Lawrence. I think the RPO action is going to be great for Trevor, a little bit more college uh, style play for him. And I think he's just going to make the game simple where he can just make reads and, and just sling it. And I think that's where Trevor Lawrence is at his best, not necessarily trying to make fancy, crazy plays or whatever, like you kind of have to do when you have Urban Meyer as your coach, right? And you don't have a great offensive line. So if they can just get the ball out of his hands fast and make him make quick decisions, he's really good at that. We saw that at the college level. And that's why he's been so highly touted. And I think his game will continue to grow from there. And then the Texans, yeah, I mean, I've I think they could surprise some people and win like five games, but I've got them winning winning two and the Jaguars winning five. Oh, all right. Well, first of all, let's go back to what you were saying about Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, because I I disagree. First of all, Preston, do you not remember how good the Colts were playing last year up until the last two games of the season? And do you know why they missed the playoffs? Do you know why they missed the playoffs? Because of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the reason that they missed the playoffs. Okay, so I don't want to hear Carson Wentz is better than Matt Ryan because they would have made the playoffs last year with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's been playing for the Falcons, bro. Okay, I get it. Yes, he's older. He's not the same quarterback he once was. And yes, maybe this is kind of like a Philip Rivers season where, you know, this is the last year of his career and he just kind of rides off into the sunset. Nice little, you know, contract to play good for one more time and ride off into the sunset. This is definitely the best offensive line that Matt Ryan's played behind. Okay, I'm going to say that right now. This is definitely the best coach that Matt Ryan has played under and Frank Wright. And this is probably the best running game that Matt Ryan has played under with Jonathan Taylor. And the defense is very solid too. The, the Colts have a top 10 defense in the NFL. I think they're going to win this division. I don't think they're going to be like one of those teams where they're, they're going to like go off in the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs. They might win a game. I think they'll lose maybe first, second round, but they're absolutely, if they're not a playoff team this year, it will be very disappointing. And I think Matt Ryan is good enough to lead them to the playoffs, but he doesn't have to really be all that great either. I mean, if, if Carson Wentz can struggle half of the year, 
and they still barely miss the playoffs, I mean, I think Matt Ryan can, you know, win them a couple more games. I think they're going to be 10 and seven. I think the times are going to take a little bit of step back. Obviously, Mike Vrabel's the the best coach in that division, but I I, I just don't like Tannehill. I, I think unless Malik Willis comes in and just bees an absolute dog, I, I don't see I don't see the Colts uh, losing this division. I think the Colts win ten and seven. The Titans right behind them at nine and eight, and then I have the Jaguars. Yeah, maybe they exceed a little bit, uh, but I have them about a six and eleven team, so a little bit better than last year. Uh, but they had a great offseason. You know, obviously they got. Evan Ingram, Brandon Sheriff, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Yes, they overpaid him. I get it, but he's still a good player. Foyasada Luicon, the Falcons lost him. That was a big loss there. He, he led the NFL in tackles. Can't forget that man. Uh, Darius Williams. So they, they had a really good offseason. And then they're obviously getting Travis uh, Etienne back. And so I think they're going to use him as kind of like the gadget back behind James Robinson, who's coming off of a, a big injury. So I think the Jaguars might surprise some people a little bit this year, but I still don't think they're going to be... I still don't think they're going to be a playoff team to have them finishing third. The Texans, I agree with you, Preston, in the sense on, yeah, they won't be a two win team. They won't be a team. I don't think battling for the first round pick. I think that's going to be between the Falcons, the Seahawks and the bears. Uh, I think the Texans are better than those three units barely. And I think Davis Mills is going to surprise some people as well. He was the, I think he was the best rookie quarterback last year in the worst situation. So I like the Texans and, and in rebuild mode, I'm going to say that the Texans win about four games, four or five games. I think five games at the most, but I have them about a four-win team. And I have them beating the Browns that week when Deshaun Watson comes back. I can't wait to watch that game. So that's my final predictions. I, I just think looking back on that team last year where the Colts went from a team that, like we were saying, nobody wanted to see them in the playoffs to a team that nobody saw them in the playoffs, it's because of Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan will be better. That's all I have to say. When's the last time Matt Ryan made the playoffs? 2018? 2018? Yeah. They didn't make it after the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 they made it. I they don't think it. they've made it. I don't think oh, they made did, it. though. No, they did. They, 20... they lost to the Eagles. They, they lost to the Eagles. Yeah, they lost in 2018 to the Eagles, and then the year before, they lost to the Rams when Todd Gurley went off. Yeah. Yeah, so they made it twice after the Super Bowl. Okay, so what? It's been... Does that make that three seasons? Four years. Four years, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's the Falcons. I mean, there was and, some instability, a head coach, and, you Dan know, Quinn, just, I mean, a lot yeah. of things going on. But, um, anyways, yeah, Texans are tough. I could, I could definitely see them. The only reason I'm picking the Jaguars over the, the Texans is Doug Peterson, and then I, I really think Travis Etienne is going to have a big impact, too. I'd, I'd like to see how they use him coming back from the injury. Um, but that Davis Mills Brandon Cooks connection, I think, I think they'll score a lot of points just off of that. And one thing, one more thing, I was going to mention with the Texans is rookie running back Damian Pierce. Watch out for him this season. You know, the, their running back room is really desperate right now, and he has been surprising a lot of people in camp. It's going to take over the starting job uh, because, I mean, you look at their other running backs; it's really thin right now. So I think, I think if you can get him as a fantasy option, do it because the Texans could be a team that likes to run the ball a lot. So that's one thing I wanted to say last about the AFC South. Let's go ahead and move into the AFC East. We've got two divisions to go. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and New York Jets. Now, thank God Zach Wilson's injury wasn't as big as, as we thought. I mean, obviously, I was hearing all these reports that he tore his ACL, so I thought that, wow, that was really bad. 
And then of course it ended up just being a bone bruise. He's out two to four weeks. I think he's just going to miss maybe the first two weeks of the season. So Joe Flacco, another, if you wanted another NFL storyline right here, Joe Flacco's taking all the Baltimore Ravens week one. So boom, just like that from the jets. Uh, but let's go ahead and go into this division. This is another interesting division. You have the Buffalo bills who in my eyes and most people's eyes that they are the super bowl favorites coming in. They're over under sitting at 11 and a half. Now, I don't think this is really much up for debate. I don't think anybody's going to take the bait and, and choose the Dolphins to beat the Bills. I, I don't think so. I think it's pretty obvious that the Bills are not only going to go over 11 and a half right here, but they're they're also going to to win the division. So uh, yeah, I mean, obviously getting a guy like Von Miller is always great. And their defense and offense is just stacked. This is probably the best roster from top to bottom in the NFL. They got Josh Allen, who's a top three quarterback. And there's really not much more to say other than that. They're, they're so close to getting over the hump, man. Like they have had so many playoff games where they, they're just right there and just something happens. All I, I mean, they had 13 seconds against the Chiefs and they decided to play prevent defense. So uh, uh, that's, yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but the Bills obviously should be the favorites and they should be the team going forward. Then we got a team like the Miami Dolphins who get a guy like Tyreek Hill and a lot of questions with Tua. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? This will be the year to find out if he is. They're over under sitting at eight and a half. Now the Dolphins were interesting because last year I was really high on them. Well, actually I've been high on them for the past two years. I can't even cap because two years ago they had that great off season. They had that great draft and yes, they didn't draft Justin Herbert. They ended up drafting Tua, but they had a really good off season. They had a really good roster and Brian Flores was that dude. This year they come in and they start really slow, go on a seven game losing streak and then proceed to win seven games after that and lose to the Titans to miss the playoffs. So they were right there again. They were right there in 2020. They won 10 games in 2020, missed it. They won what eight or nine games last year, missed it again. So will this be the year that they get in? It depends how two a plays. They also got a guy like Raheem Moster. If he can stay healthy, their run game should be really good there up with Miles Gaskins. They got Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. They got a little bit of a running back committee there. And then they have a solid defense with Javon Holland at safety, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. I like this team. I really do like this team. I've been high on them the past two years. It hasn't worked out very well. Getting a guy like Mike McDaniel, I think, I think that'll be really good for them. Now, We'll see how their defense is, but I, I am I am certain that their offense is going to be pretty exciting if Tua plays well. So over under eight and a half, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Patriots and the Jets here in a second. But Glad Hill, we'll start with you. I think it's pretty obvious that the Bills are going to overtake the Dolphins regardless. Yeah, I mean every time the Bills and the Dolphins play, that the Dolphins are going to be at, at a quarterback deficit. I just don't see. I mean, maybe you can get kind of in a defensive game, low scoring. The Dolphins can win a you know, like a seventeen to fourteen type of game. You know, if if Josh Allen you know gets hit or, or something, or you know, you know, you never know what can happen. But I think that you know nothing's going to stop the Bills from putting up you know thirty points a game. This is this is a fourteen or fifteen win team, I really believe. Um, and they're and they're they're hungry this year. They're coming off of that really tough playoff loss last year in Kansas City. Um, they have all the pieces on offense that they need. I mean, you know, I, I'm really excited to see how Gabriel Davis steps up. He, he was really making big plays for them, you know, down the stretch last year. And he'll kind of be, you know, their number two receiver behind Stephon Diggs. So excited to see how he plays. You know, Dawson knocks at tight end. You got a really good offensive line. And then the defensive side of the ball, you know, Adam Miller, 
Uh, I really like some of their other pieces. You know, they drafted Greg Russo a couple of years ago. They have Ed Oliver up front, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Jordan Poyer, Micah, Micah Hyde, all those guys in the back end. You know, I, I don't really think there's going to be anything holding this team back from you know winning, yeah, 14 games. You know, I think they're going to beat up on the Patriots. They're going to beat up on the Jets. As interesting as the Dolphins are, I, I, I mean, they're going to be at a quarterback deficit when playing the Bills. So got to take Buffalo there. You know, th- this team – we know they're going to be really good. And then you go to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are the most, at least to me, they're the most fascinating team in football heading into this year because you've got a new head coach in Mike McDaniel, a guy who is absolutely owning press conferences, love listening to that guy talk, listen to him on a couple podcasts on the um, Rich Eisen show and just heard him do a couple different interviews. Just really, really interesting guy to, to, to listen to. I'm interested to see how Tua plays. Uh, with those new pieces they added, uh, I'm interested to see you know how how they run the ball. With you know, you mentioned adding Mostert, of course, adding Tyreek Hill, having Jalen Waddle in there, Cedric Wilson. Uh, I think their offensive line is going to be improved as well. Mike Gesicki, and then you mentioned all the pieces they have on the defensive side of the ball that they retained from Brian Flores era. So you know, I think this team is a playoff team. I think they can win ten games. I think eleven games would be their ceiling. But they could also be a seven or eight win team if, you know, McDaniel and Tua aren't on the same page and McDaniel's inexperience kind of shows he wasn't the play caller out in San Francisco. So what's it going to be like when he's actually there calling the plays for Tua? But I did hear something interesting this this fall, you know, that, that Jalen Waddle is going to kind of play that, you know, Debo Samuel role. So just super interested to see how this offense performs. I think they're going to be fine on the defensive side of the ball. I can take over Buffalo just because of that quarterback deficit. And that might be the only reason, honestly. I think I think Miami's roster is not far off from Buffalo's roster. I just think the quarterback deficit, you gotta take the Bills. And then of course, you know, you know, New England and 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 and, and the Jets. I mean, there's been a lot of talk this offseason about who's gonna call plays for the Patriots and oh, you bring Joe Judge back and and you know uh, Matt Patricia back, you know, oh there's those guys can't get it done. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I trust Bill Belichick, but it's just, it's getting weirder and weirder as each season progresses. And I just don't, I'm looking at their offense right now. I just don't think, I just don't think they have the pieces to match up with Miami and match up with Buffalo. Um, and I just don't think they're going to be dominant enough on the defensive side of the ball to, you know, really put them over that edge. So I think, I hate to say, but I think eight games, eight, nine games is probably their, their ceiling. Uh, I think this team's probably in that six wins at the lowest, eight or nine at the highest. So we kind of know they're going to be in kind of that middle range, kind of mediocre. I mean, I don't think Devontae Parker is really a difference difference maker at receiver for them. I think he's a good player, but I just don't think he's good enough to be like your number one guy. Same with Kendrick Bourne, just good receiver, but, you know, I don't think he's good enough to kind of be your, your top guy. So... I think they'll be fine on the defensive side of the ball, but like I said, just not, they're not going to be like elite of the elite, you know, not, not as good as the bills, not as, you know, probably not even as good as the, as the dolphins, I would say. Um, And then the jets are interesting because the jets, like they need to win some games this year. Like you can't, you can't win four games again. And, you know, Robert Sala keeps his job. So, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see how Zach Wilson plays when he comes back from injury. I like a lot of their pieces on offense. I like Brees Hall and, and Corey Davis and yeah, bringing in Sauce Gardner too and and Williams, you know, they drafted a couple of years ago. I, I think they have some good pieces, but I just don't – I got to see it first. I got to see them, you know, a few weeks in. 
I'm going to take the Jets to probably finish last in this division, take the Patriots to finish third, probably Miami to finish second, and then you got to take the Bills to win. So I think you guys will probably agree with me on that. But um, we'll go Bills at 14 wins. I think they're going to be pretty dominant. I'm going to go Miami at 10, New England at 8, Jets at 6. I, I, can't, I can't put them over six wins right now. I really got to see it with them. But this division is really intriguing once you get counted down to, you know, after the Bills – I think you got a lot of really you got a lot of uncertainties there uh, with with Miami, uh, New England, and, and the Jets. So you know, excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, I got Bills at fourteen, Miami at eleven at most. I think they can get that with the roster that they have. It's just going to be how Tua plays. New England, uh, mediocre. I think Mac Jones is going to have a little bit of a sophomore slump, in my opinion, uh, and I don't like their pieces as well. I'm I'm very concerned. Outside of Matthew Judon, I don't like their linebackers and I don't like their secondary. So, uh, you know, losing a guy like J.C. Jackson of the Chargers, who I know Preston is very hyped about that one, uh, that, that's a huge loss. I, I'm not liking this team, really. I don't like the receiving core. Devontae Parker, he's not a number one. And uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, he's never really been that good either. So, yeah, H- Hunter Henry's solid. Johnny Smith is solid. Other than that, man, I just think this is a very below average to mediocre team that Bill Belichick is going to get really frustrated with. That's uh, that's my prediction. I think Mac Jones is going to have a little bit of a step back this year. I think the Jets are going to be a little bit better. Uh, I mean, it can't get much worse than last year. Zach Wilson, I was high on him coming in. Didn't turn out to be as good as I thought. But maybe I thought I was going to be a year off. And then when he got hurt, I was like, well, now I guess I'll never know. But it's looking like he it's not that serious. So that's a good thing. Uh, the good thing about the Jets, uh, if you want to have a little bit of optimism here, is uh, they had a good offseason. They absolutely killed it in the draft. One of the best teams this year in the draft. Uh, getting a guy like Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner. Uh, I mean, they really killed it. Uh, obviously, they they uh, they got Mackay Becton, lost him for the season. That's huge. That's not that's a big loss for them. Uh, but you got you know Corey Davis uh, and other pieces on that team as well. Getting a guy like CJ Ozumu to help Zach Wilson out. Uh, but their over-under is greater than their average win total over the past six seasons, which is four and a half. So it's sitting at five and a half. I think that's honestly fair. I think at most, this is a six to seven win team at best, but I think they're going to probably be about a five and 12, six and 11 team. Same with New England. I think New England, six and 11, seven and 10, they're going to miss the playoffs. Both teams, they'll split, uh, but these teams just can't compete with the Dolphins and the Bills. And that's what I got to say about that. Preston? Yeah, I'm with you guys all the way on that. I got Bills, 13 wins. Miami, I've got them at seven wins. I think I just am not a fan of Tua. Um, obviously, I love their roster. And then you look at Mike McDaniels. He's honestly the Rodrigo Blakenship of coaches. Like, I don't know how his players are going to handle him um, with him being in a leadership role. Hopefully, they can rally behind him. Hopefully, he's a motivational guy but I'm not sure. Hopefully they have somebody else in the locker room who can be um, motivational for them, but I'm not sure how they're going to respond to him as a coach. And then uh, new England, you were spot on six and 11. I got them at six and 11. They've just really struggled in the draft. I think that's been their biggest issue um, really for the past 10 years. So, you know, I think they're going to need to go through an entire rebuilding process as far as reconstructing the way they view the, they view the team, reconstructing their staff in their front office. So that way they're more forward thinking and, and young minded because the game has changed a lot and the way they draft has changed a lot. And also as far as player development goes I, or player development goes, 
I think, you know, they've really struggled with developing their young players and that's something that they need to be investing in. I think right now they're still trying to win games and they're in a weird in between stage and they just need to go full development mode. Um, and then last but not least the jets, I've got them at five wins, but I would be surprised if they won less than five. I think they could win potentially more, but I think five um, is fair. I, I don't see the the Jets being better than the Patriots. So we'll see how they compare to the rest of the league. That'll determine how well the Jets and the Patriots um, fare. Yeah, it almost seems like the Jets are kind of like Jacksonville. Like you do, like they if they hit their ceiling, they could be a team that's really competitive. Maybe win about seven games. You know, being around that team that's average, not a playoff team, but average. Or they can be just another dumpster fire. So I, I just think it's like it's one or the other between those two teams. I'll, I'll be interested to see. I'd say I think Jacksonville has an even higher ceiling, though. I think Jacksonville could potentially win 10 games. 10? Oh, I mean. Potentially, like if, literally if, like if, if, Trev- if Trevor plays amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. If Trevor comes out and has like a you know breakout season, I mean, if Mac Jones can do it, why can't Trevor? You know, it's not like the Patriots had like some crazy roster last year. No, they just relied on defense last year. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. This is uh, this is it, man. The AFC West, the most polarizing division in football, the best division in football. We had to save this the best for last. Now, I have a question for both of you. If you guys had to guess who has the lowest over under for this year, uh, what would you guess? Raiders. Yeah, it's the Raiders. You're right. It's correct. It's the Raiders at eight and a half, which is still pretty damn good. So all things considered, being the fourth team in that division, eight and a half wins. All right. I don't even know who to talk about first because, uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about the Chiefs first just because they won the division last year. I I have no idea who you guys are going to pick to win the division. But, I mean, we got to talk about these rosters, man. I mean, Denver getting Russell Wilson, the Chargers, Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, extending Derwin James. They got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. JC Jackson's out uh, at least the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's still, that's huge. I mean, he's going to help them down the stretch. And then, of course, the Raiders getting Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. That's the two biggest things right there. And then Hunter Renfro, sneaky good wide receiver who had a 1,000-yard season last year, uh, being their number two. Darren Waller looking to be used more in the passing game this year. And then the Kansas City Chiefs losing a guy like Tyreek Hill, but obviously they still have Patrick Mahomes. They got Juju. They got Sky, they drafted Sky Moore. Could potentially be a good wide receiver down the stretch. I guess we'll start with the Chiefs, and we'll start with you, Preston, because these this is your division, man. So we'll go ahead and start with the Chiefs. Where do you have them at right here? Finishing in the division right now, I'll, I'll say that they're over under this year is ten and a half wins. Yeah, I think their offense is going to look completely different this year. Um, obviously, you've got Juju in there. I, I've got Juju having a bounce back year. Obviously, you know, he was great when he was younger in his career and then he decided to get into TikTok. Um and now he's kind of been a little bit more quiet and you know, I think he's in a perfect situation. You know, Mahomes is going to need other receivers to step up with the absence of Tyreek and Travis Kelsey getting a little bit older. Plus he's always going to be Mr. reliable, but but he's going to need players on the outside to sling it to. You know, Outside of that, they didn't really do anything crazy this offseason. You know, I think it's going to be – it's they're going to still do well because, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes in there and you've got all the weapons that they have on offense. But they're definitely going to struggle. Um, 
you know, if you give Mahomes enough time to be able to make reads um, and do what he needs to do in order to help them put points on the board, then I think they're going to have an 11-win season. That's where I've got them finishing up. All right. Glad Hill, I know you're going to get a little excited talking about this division. So let, let, let's just start with the Chiefs for now. How are you feeling about them this year? I'm looking at their schedule. I, th- I think they might get off to a slow start, actually. Um, I think this could be a little bit reminiscent of, of the Patriots dynasties. You know, I think, you know. Last year, they got off to a slow start, too. Yeah. Early in the season, just having to, having to figure things out, especially with the changes on the offense, losing Tyreek Hill. There, there's some other players they lost, too. They lost uh, Melvin Ingram. They lost Mike Hughes, Byron Pringle, Traverius Ward. So those are some key pieces that they lost from last year. You open up in Arizona with the Cardinals, not an easy game. Then you're playing the Chargers. Then you're going to Indianapolis. Then you got the Buccaneers. Then the Raiders and then the Bills. And then and then the 49ers too, right after that. So just this is a tough way to start the season. Um, I mean – they're they're at the level now. The Chiefs are kind of kind of you know they're obviously looked at as one of the premier teams in the league. If they start you know three and three, three and four, that's definitely a disappointing start for them. You know, according to many of our our standard you know our standard for what we expect from the Chiefs. So I could see them getting off to a slow start, but then maybe you get a little bit you know. Yeah, the schedule's not doing them any favors. I mean, you got a couple couple games in there against the Jaguars, Texans, Seahawks that should be wins for them definitely, but. I, I, I'm not confident saying that they're going to win more than go, go above that 10 and a half. I think, I think they're going to figure it out and win 11 games, 10, 11 games, but that's, that's tough, man. I, I don't know. I would not feel comfortable betting that right now. Um, I mean, you can't bet against Andy Reid, right? As the season goes along, I think they're going to really catch fire at some point. I like some of the pieces they brought in, especially, you know, they drafted uh, a guy named uh, Trent McDuffie, who, I, who I'm interested to see. You got Chris Jones, Frank Clark up front, um, and Juan Thornhill as well, who I really like. So I still think they're, they'll, they'll, they'll be good enough on the defensive side. And then I love their offensive line. Uh, Creed Humphrey is a stud. Orlando Brown, Joe Thune. And then I think, you know, that, that Mahomes-Kelsey connection, it, it almost reminds me of Brady Gronk, just how much they're in sync together. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to kind of build rapport with his receivers, you know, Juju and, and MBS as the season progresses, those newer guys on the team. So I think they'll pick it up, but I think they'll probably start off, you know, maybe three and three, three and four, first six, seven games. So I don't, it's, I'm, I'm just going to say 11 games. They're going to win 11 games. I agree with Preston. That's good enough to get them in the playoffs, but they're not going to be like, this runaway team, 14-win team this year. So I think that's a fair prediction to start off with. I'd love to hear what you think, though, Eric. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think I have them I, I had them at 12 wins, uh, I think, and I, I agree with you. I think they're going to struggle a little bit early on, which they could very well lose about three of those three, four games early on in the season, and I think they're going to catch fire at the end and probably only lose about one or two after that. So I think they're going to be about a 12-5 and five team, 11-6, and six. Uh, last year, they went into a little bit of a slump early on in the season. Patrick Mahomes was not playing well. The offense just wasn't clicking. There was something going on. I don't. I really don't know what it was. Uh, I don't know if maybe Mahomes like just slacked off in the offseason and then just came out maybe you know a little overconfident after a COVID year making the Super Bowl. I don't know. I really don't know. Or maybe they just got figured out and they just had to make some adjustments. So I, I really don't know what happened. I still look back on that on that slump that they were in. And I, I don't know what the heck happened, but they figured it out. 
uh, they still became the chiefs. They were still able to, you know, win that division and, you know, go into the playoffs and make the, the AFC championship again for the fourth straight time. So I'm never going to bet against Mahomes. Look, I don't believe in this whole Tyree kill made Mahomes. I'm not in that at all. Everybody knows how good Patrick Mahomes is and Travis Kelsey, that, that just makes his job that much bigger. And I, I think that just opens the passing game up for Mahomes a little bit. Interested to see how the offensive line does. I think Creed Humphrey is one of the best centers in the NFL, even as a second year guy. Uh, I like their defense, you know, with Chris Jones, Frank Clark, uh, Legereus Sneed, you know, they have a solid defense. Losing a guy like Tyron Matthew, yeah, that's a little big of a deal, but I mean, it's not like it's the same Tyron Matthew that we've seen the past, you know, three, four years before that. I mean, it's still, yeah, it's going to be a tough shoe to fill, but I think Justin Reed is the perfect guy for that. I like the Chiefs, man. I, I, you know, I, everybody's high on the Chargers. Everybody's high on the Broncos. Everybody's high on the Raiders. And a lot of people are kind of, you know, stepping off the Chiefs a little bit, taking their, they, they're going to take a little bit step back. I don't think so. They still got Patrick Mahomes. They still got Travis Kelsey. They still got Andy Reid. They're still going to be a playoff team. Okay. They're still going to be up there winning, like up there, arguably winning the division. I wouldn't be surprised since everybody's saying the Chargers are going to win that the Chiefs end up winning again. You know, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but I'm not going to make any spoilers right now. I'm just going to go ahead and agree with y'all. I think they're going to be a 12, 11 win team and they're going to make the playoffs. So that's what we're going to start with. Preston, your Los Angeles Chargers. Let's go, let's go ahead and uh, start it off with them right there. Because uh, they had a crazy offseason. I am all in this year on the Chargers. Listen, I haven't been this excited for a season since LT. Okay? Here's the thing, man. I've had low expectations every single season as a Chargers fan since I was about 10 years old. Okay? I have the highest expectations this year. For me, this year, it's like, if we don't make it to the Super Bowl, I'm going to be sad. That's how I feel. That's honestly how I feel. Because you look at Herbert, like he's in the perfect situation. I think he's going to win MVP this year. Okay. If he just continues to to progress and, and play the way he's been playing. I love our head coach. Okay. I think he learned a lot last year, what he can, what he can't do as a head coach in the NFL, going for a lot of fourth downs and things of that nature. I think he's going to flip the culture. I really do. I think this is the year we flip the culture and it's boomer bust in my opinion. It's boomer bust, but I think it's going to be boom. I think we've got 90% chance of boom, 10% chance of bust. So I've got us winning 13 games this year. Same as the bills. Okay. That's how good I think we are. That's it. That's it. I like it. That's tough, man. If they win 13 games in this division, with all these teams kind of beating up on each other, I mean, that's that's impressive, tough, man. That is, tough that's schedule so too. Every every team in this division has a tough schedule. Is every team in this division going to split? Yeah, I've got well, sure feels like I've it. got the Chargers four and two, Chiefs three and three, Broncos three and three, Raiders two and four. I just hate the Raiders, so I've got the Chargers sweeping the Raiders. Oh, I know you want revenge after that game last year. I know you do. Can't stand them. Okay, well, go ahead, help. The Chargers, go ahead. Yeah, this division's so tough, man. I could, I could see any, any, any of these four teams winning this thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't. I, I will say this: like this is this is, I think, a fact. There is no coach. Of course, this is a subjective statement, but 
I don't think there's any there's there's any one coach with more pressure on this year than, than Brandon Staley. He's he's got it. Like after missing the playoffs last year, you have you have Justin Court, uh, Herbert, who's who I think is an MVP caliber quarterback. I think he could totally win the MVP this year. He, I think he's that good. You have Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and 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 really good offensive line. It, it really came down to some game management last year. They got it. They got to. They got to at least make the playoffs this year, and I think they probably got to at least win a playoff game, uh, which is going to be really tough in this division to to kind of make it out. You know, with all these teams kind of beating up on each other, they got to make some noise this year, and uh, I think they're going to. I think they're going to beat out the Chiefs. I think they're going to win eleven or twelve games. I'm not going to go as high as thirteen, but you know, I, I I I like I like a lot of the pieces they have on the defensive side with Khalil Mack and Derwin James and J.C. Jackson, uh, Joey Bosa. I love Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley, um, Mike Williams. I think this team has the pieces to win thirteen games, but but with this tough division, I think it's going to be eleven or twelve. And I think with the Chiefs starting out slow, I think the Chargers are going to hold them off and win 11 or 12 games, which in this division, honestly, with, with the way these teams are beating up on each other, that could be enough to win it. Um, I think 12 games, well, 11 games probably won't be. 12 games might be enough. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, feel, I don't feel like this is like absolutely going to happen, but I, I, I do feel pretty good about it the Chargers going into this year. I think, I think they're going to live up to the hype. So what I find really interesting about this division is every pick we're doing, we don't have the utmost confidence in it because the division is that good. Like we have confidence that all four of these teams are going to be really good, but just like that, like it could be like one or two games that like flip everything. Like the chiefs could win by a game, Chargers could win by a game. Hell, the Raiders could win even the Broncos. That's why I love it. So my pick for the Chargers I'm actually more on um, Preston's side on this one. I think they're going to be a 13-win team exactly. I had them going 13-4. and four. I looked at their schedule, had them losing four, and I think I had them losing uh, to the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos, and then some other teams. So I had them losing three of their games to the AFC West anyways. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, I think they'll win that first game versus Kansas City for sure. Uh, and then the second game late in the season, Mahomes will... We'll, uh, we'll win that one. But point is, I think this team should win the division. Now, you know, I got pulled into the high train a little bit. I remember looking at the offseason. I'm like, you know what? Everybody says the Chargers are going to win. So that make that means the Chiefs are going to win again. But I'm actually all in now. I think the Chiefs are, I think the, the Chargers are going to edge them out. And there's no reason why the, the Chargers shouldn't be a, a 12 to 13 win team this year. They have all the pieces in the world. Preston has the most confidence. That's saying a lot because Preston is always ready for the Chargers to choke because he knows he, he's been there, done that before. Uh, so this, this is saying a lot for him having the utmost expectations on this team like that. And for, for good reason. I mean, Justin Herbert is that dude. So uh, yeah, I think with last year, the reason I, I don't really blame it on Brandon Saley that much because I mean, yes, he did get ballsy in some games uh, with his play calling and, and going for it on fourth down and, and all that stuff. But I think what really lost them, what really didn't get them in the playoffs uh, was, was their defense. Their run defense was awful last year. They just lost so many games down the stretch. And I think their, their defense is going to be much improved this year. Uh, people don't understand, bro. JC Jackson was playing like one of the best corners in the NFL last year, like top five. So he is a special player in, in the secondary. And Khalil Mack, 
I mean, the fact that that dude barely played last year and he was on pace to have like 15, 16 sacks, like that says a lot for a guy that did, didn't even couldn't stay on the field. So imagine having Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other. That's just a scary sight, man. Uh, and then Derwin James is one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best. I love this team. I think this team is going to make noise. Now, Buffalo, Preston, I know you were saying that uh, – the, the Chargers, if they don't make the Super Bowl, you'll be a little disappointed. I think Buffalo has something to say about that, but nonetheless, the Chargers are going to be up there. This is crazy, man. I think the Chargers are going to be a 13-win team. They will edge out the Chiefs. Now the question is, where are the Raiders and the Broncos fall? And Glad Hill, this is where I'm going to lead it to you because I know you're a big Derek Carr fan. Where do you have the Raiders finishing right now? Uh, I know you're going to want to talk about the Broncos too, but like I said, just keep it towards the Raiders for now. Where are the Raiders going to finish getting guys like Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones? First of all, let's just, let's just marvel at how, how great the AFC, the top of the AFC is this year. Just, I mean, you got, you got the, the reigning, you know, the reigning AFC, you know, champion row in there who is definitely going to have something to say about, uh, you know, everyone picking the Bills and everyone picking the Chargers and Chiefs and potentially the Raiders and now Russell Wilson in there. You know, it's, yeah, you know, just it's it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in the in the playoffs. You know, just seeing who's going to make it out. You know, everybody, all the pressure is kind of on the Bills this year because I feel like every year their window is getting. You know, at, at some point, Josh Allen is going to become like the highest paid player ever. So, um, <laughs> it, it, like their window, you know, they they gotta they gotta win it this year. Uh, and then with all these teams out west now, it's. This is this is gonna be crazy. I'm so excited to see how the season plays out. Um, but anyways, now going on to the Raiders, man, it's tough because I, I do I do love Derek Carr, but yeah, a new head coach. You know, I think they're definitely gonna put up some points. Carr and you know and Devontae Adams kind of have that chemistry all the way back from college. I think they're gonna be just fine. They're gonna click day one. You add on a and Renfro in there, but outside of that, you know. And of course, you have Darren Waller, who's, who's been there for a few years. But outside of those three guys, you know, I don't think they have a ton of, you know, back end depth at wide receiver. If one of those guys goes down, um, and of course, Josh Jacobs is really good. But I, I don't know. I, I think this offensive line is is okay. It's not. I don't think it's as good as the Chargers or the Chiefs, but it's okay. Um, and then you go over to the defense. I think they'll be. I think they'll be just okay. You know, I think. I think they're going to win a lot, of, a lot of games on the back of Derek Carr. But if one of their receivers goes down, if one of their linemen goes down, I just don't. I don't like their back end depth on the offensive side. And with the new head coach, it may take him a little bit to figure things out. So, a lot of people are on the regular type train this year. I would not be shocked if they win the division. But as of right now, I'm taking Herbert and the Chargers to finish ahead of them, and I'm going to take Mahomes and the Chiefs to edge him out as well. I think they're going to win. Nine or ten games when it's all said and done, it'd probably be a six or seven win team without Derek Carr. Maybe even worse than that. Actually, probably a lot worse than that. I think Derek Carr is great. If he has an MVP season, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's gotten better every year. I don't know. This seems fascinating. This seems so fascinating because they could win 13 games and run the table, or they could win eight. So I'm, I'm going to take him probably closer to the eight. I think they're going to win nine or ten, and they're going to finish – third in this division. I think they're going to beat out the Broncos. All right. I like it. Preston, you got anything else to say about your favorite team? Because I know 
I know damn well you're going to be mad if they edge out the Chargers. You know, I'm not even ready to get into that right now. <laughs> Excuse my French, but Gledhill, can you please get off Derek Carr's dick? Man is not that good. All right. He's not even a top 10 quarterback. Like, bro, you're talking about MVP. He's close. Come on, man. No, can you believe like no. can you believe that they made the playoffs and almost beat the, the, the can can you believe that they did what they did last year despite all the drama with with the Gruden situation? Yeah, the they're, they're the, yeah. Like, they're I can't good. I can't believe they made the playoffs. Like that is that is all Derek Carr right there. It's not Derek all Carr. Derek Carr. They've been building that roster since Gruden got there. Gruden did a good job building that roster. Um, I think they have a solid team, right? Don't get me wrong, but Derek Carr, in order to be a 10, 11, 12 win team, you've got to have an elite quarterback, and Derek Carr is not an elite quarterback. I'm just going to say that right now. He's not. I've got them winning nine games. I wouldn't be surprised if they only won eight. That's all I got to say about the Raiders. Uh, so if anything I learned last year between the Raiders is I should never doubt them again uh, because last year that that's going to go down as one of my worst takes of all time. If you guys don't remember last year, I said that the Raiders were going to win four games and they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I wasn't a big Derek Carr fan and they completely threw that out the window when they made the playoffs and almost, I mean, they, they, they had a really competitive game versus the Bengals. So I'm not going to doubt the Raiders again. I'm not. The last time I doubted them, it went absolutely wrong. And they went through everything last year. Everything. I've grown to respect Derek Carr a little bit more. You guys know me. Like the past few years, I have never, I really just his whole career, I've never been that big of a fan of him. I thought he was too safe of a player. Uh, never thought he was that good. Now, I do think it's kind of a blasphemous that, you know, some people have him as like on the level of a guy like, you know, Dak Prescott. I don't think he's that good. I think he's like really close to being a top 10 quarterback. I have him, I think I have him as the 12th best quarterback in the NFL or 11th or something like that. I have him like right there, but he's not quite elite. He's almost elite. He's definitely a franchise guy. Uh, and he was one of the more clutchest quarterbacks in the NFL last year. So all respect to Derek Carr. I'm in, really interested to see Devontae Adams and him this year. I mean, they balled out in Fresno State together. Uh, I think they're both going to do really well together. And I think Hunter Renfro is going to do good too. It's going to, I think the defense is what's going to hold them back a little bit. I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are just, going to give them problems offensively and the Raiders are just not going to be able to keep up. If it turns into a shootout, I'm going to take Herbert and Mahomes any day of the week to win those games. And yes, I get it. The Raiders edged out the chargers last year, but I mean, come on now, if the, like with the chargers now, like the chargers should win that game with the defense that they have. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to be an eight, nine win team. I had them actually about a 10 win team. I think they're going to be right there at the wild card spot. Just not going to be quite on the level of the chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, but I do think they'll split. I think uh, I think they'll, they'll win a game against the Chiefs. They always play good against the Chiefs, and they'll, they're going to beat the Chargers one time. I, I'm, I'm confident in that. So that's how I feel about the Raiders. I've learned not to doubt. I'm not going to doubt them again. They're going to be a playoff team. The Broncos. Now, they got a guy like Russell Wilson. They finished last in this division last year. The question is, are they going to finish last again? If you could count, if you could, you know, throw flip a coin and say who's going to be the worst division, Who's going to be the worst team in this division? It's probably, you know, it's probably going to be between the Broncos or the Raiders. I'll start this one. Personally, I think the Broncos are a little bit worse than the Raiders. The thing about the Broncos is everyone is expecting, like, with Russell Wilson, like, this team is automatically, like, now that they got Russell Wilson, they're automatically going to get over the hump because they were a quarterback away. 
And it just doesn't always work that way. Like it doesn't always work that way. I think losing Tim Patrick as their third receiver is a big loss, but I do like Jerry Judy. I do like Corton Sutton. I do think they have some good pieces. And then obviously their defense is really good, but I don't think they can keep up with these other three teams in the division. I think they can win nine, 10 games, maybe 11. If they, if Russell Wilson goes in there and plays like an MVP, the only thing I'm not understanding is a lot of people have this narrative that Russell Wilson, now that he had like a really, he didn't have a good season in Seattle that automatically he's like washed up and he's not the same. That's absolutely not the truth. He still played really good last year, even having the worst year of his career. So he's going to come in, he's going to ball out, but I just think they're going to fall a little bit short. Now, I could see a scenario where all four of these teams make the playoffs, being the Chargers win the division, and then the three wildcard spots being the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos. That's going to be really hard, but if this division ends up being that good, that could possibly happen. So, yeah, I think the Broncos, they can split with the Raiders. They can definitely split with the Chargers. I think they'll probably get swept by the Chiefs just because Mahomes has been able to own the Broncos in the past. But yeah, I mean, that's where I have them finishing. I think the lack of them splitting with everybody in the division is going to fall short by like a game or so against like a team like the Raiders. So my final prediction, Chargers 13 and four, Chiefs 12 and five, Raiders 10 and seven, and Broncos 10 and seven, nine and eight. That's my final prediction. But I wouldn't be surprised if all teams found a way to win 10 plus more games. I mean, that could easily happen. Preston Broncos, how are we feeling? I I love the Broncos. I where I mean I not a Broncos fan. Don't get me wrong, but I love their roster. I love what they've done. Just just take a second, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is going to have an insane year with Russell Wilson. Okay, Russell Wilson is going to be looking for a new companion now that he's not in Seattle. He doesn't have DK Metcalf. Um, he doesn't have Tyler Lockett. Okay, Jerry Judy is going to be phenomenal. This season. And they have Cartland Sutton too. Now, as far as on the offensive side of the ball, they don't have all the flashy pieces that the other team in the league have, but they still have a really good defense. You got Pat Sertan, who's he's gonna have a great year um in his second year in the league. You know, Bradley Chubb, um, Randy Gregory, uh, as long as he can stay healthy, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby. These are all guys that are going to be big playmakers for them, and I think they're going to be really good defensively, and they're going to be in every single game they play this year. Now, Russell Wilson, out of all the quarterbacks in this division, he probably, outside of Patrick Mahomes, okay, outside of Patrick Mahomes, he's got the clutch gene. Herbert, we're not 100% sure. Derek Carr, yes, he's got the he's got a little bit of a clutch gene, especially after last season. But Russell Wilson... He can win close games for you, okay? So I've got the Broncos being an 11-win team. Um, I think they could potentially be better than the Chiefs this year. I think playing in elevation uh, makes a big difference as well, too. I I really think it does. Um, You know, say what you want, but I think training, playing in elevation makes a big difference, and I think it makes them a tough team to beat. Blood Hill, what do you think? Yeah, Russell Wilson's is absolutely my guy. And I guess the more we talk about it, the more I believe that maybe the Broncos will be something special this year. But you know what? Because they have a new head coach, I think it may take a year. It may take a year for everything to come together, for Russell Wilson to adjust. But I think his history in Seattle is he elevated receivers that were maybe not, you know, didn't have the, the best tools or weren't the highest touted. 
know, he made he made Doug Baldwin look special. He made you know Tyler Lockett look special. Uh, DK Metcalf, I think, has the physical tools to just be flat out special just by himself. But Russell Wilson has a history of elevating his receivers. He has a history of elevating his offenses. I think he's going to have more control here in Denver. It might take some time, but I think you give him a good run game with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, and then you give him Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You know, maybe KJ Hamler steps up as well. I think, and then you got that uh, Albert Aquagbunam tight end. Um, you know, and, and then Garrett Bowles is a really good tackle as well. They paid a couple of years ago. I'd say give it a year, especially in this division. Maybe a little bit of continuity is going. You know, continuity might win out in this division with how tough these teams are. But I think there there is a lot of divisions in football that I think this 2022 Broncos team would win. But in this division, I'm going to say they could be a 12-win team, but I think it's more conservative to say 9 or 10. And it's going to be – they're going to be within a game of the Raiders. They're going to be within a game of game or two of, of the Chiefs and, and probably won't be too far off from the Chargers either. They could split with the Chargers, honestly. So, you know, but I, I don't think Russell Wilson's washed up at all. I think he's going to elevate this offense. But I just think with the new head coach, you've got to give it a little bit of time for, you know, I, I think in 2023, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they win 14 games and, and you know, really start to take over. Oh, give them 2023. Yeah. Not this year, though. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, like, how good of a head coach Nathaniel Hackett's going to be. He's coming from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he'll be great, but just I need to see it. I may have the same level of confidence in the Raiders, but I have a little bit more confidence in, in Mahomes and Andy Reid uh, figuring it out. And I have, I have a lot of confidence in, in Justin Herbert and, and the pieces that they have on that offense. So, yeah, give me give me nine or ten wins with the Broncos. I think they may squeak into the playoffs. Looking at this division, I think we're going to see three playoff teams, and one team is going to barely miss out just because of matchups or something. You know, one team has a tiebreaker advantage, or I don't know how that's all going to play out. But I don't think all four are going to make it. I'd love to go through actually and pick like the seven teams we think are going to make it out of the AFC because I think that's kind of fascinating. Um, and I can just kind of rattle off my teams right now. Um, the Bills are for sure a lock. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Chiefs. That's four. Ravens. Give me yeah. I'd say probably Baltimore Ravens. I think they'll be just fine. That's five. And then... A team out of the NFC South. Uh, that's right. Wait. Yep. Okay. Colts, that's six. Man. Um, then you have to either go so then, another then team either, out of the AFC then, West. Then we're, either, then we're either saying Dolphins or another team out of the AFC West. So for um, you, it would probably be Raiders. It'd probably be... Yeah, it'd probably be Raiders. Yeah, that's probably my seventh team. I got that's, mine. Go for it. Bills one I seed. Got mine. Bills one seed. Chargers two seed. Bengals three seed. Colts four seed. That's the division winners. The Colts would automatically be the fourth seed because they won the division. The three wild card teams I have: Kansas City at five, Raiders at six, Broncos at seven. All four AFC West teams make it. The Dolphins Whoa. and the Ravens miss out. Wow. All right. All right. I got um, Bills one, Chargers two, Bengals three. Titans four, uh, Chiefs five, Broncos six, and Ravens seven. Yeah, the Ravens could play spoiler. The Dolphins could play spoiler. 
I, I just think the Dolphins are going to be a little bit better than the Ravens. No, no. I'm Trust taking me. the Ravens. No, not Tua. Not Tua. Well, Lamar's obviously that dude, but I... John I Harbaugh, too, man. I, think I, about, don't, I don't like the receiving core at all. They can run the ball. They, dude, J.K. is going to be insane this year. If he stays healthy. He will. I don't know about the Ravens, bro. I think nine nine win team. Bro, but I think last year they last year last year they were amazing. They just lost those close games. Yes, the they the did. Season. They had a lot of injuries last year. I'll give you that. The Ravens would probably be the team to play spoiler more than the Dolphins. I don't. I think the Dolphins are going to miss out though. I think if the, I think I'd be more surprised if the Ravens. Actually, I'd be more surprised if the Dolphins made it in over the Ravens, even though I think the Dolphins are going to be a little bit better. I just feel like the Ravens would be that team to play spoiler, if that makes sense. I think the Dolphins aren't going to be score. They're not going to score more than 17 points a game this year. 17? They're not going to score more than 17 points a game this year. Ooh. The Dolphins? 17? That's low. Yeah, they're going to have to rely on their defense. Exactly. Tua I think is the not, Ravens... Who is not say, good, bro. I think the Ravens are going to win more games in their division than the Dolphins will. Because I think I think the Ravens will split with the Bengals potentially. Yeah. Yep. I think they'll beat I think they'll beat the Steelers twice. Mm. And they could definitely beat Browns twice. Maybe 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 split with the Steelers, but then beat the Browns twice or vice versa. I don't think the Dolphins are going four and two. It's gonna be close. No. I think they're losing twice I think they're losing twice to the Bills. Dolphins are. Here's the thing with the Dolphins. Do you really think adding Tyreek is gonna make that big of a difference? Tua underthrows him every freaking time. Like, bro, like he's he's not gonna be able to stretch the field that much. Well, they they a hundred percent should have made the playoffs last year. They should have, but bro, I'm telling you, Tua just isn't good. He's just not good. Like, if you don't have the quarterback position, like, no, you're I'm not, not gonna make the playoffs. I'm, not in the AFC this year. I'm not high on Tua either, but I think the Dolphins as a whole are gonna be competitive and their matchups they they've they have favored against baltimore in recent years i'd say they'd make it in the nfc but the afc no there's too many good teams so you have Bal- you think baltimore is gonna be better than uh las vegas then yes because of division yes or because of division only i think i think i think the afc west teams are gonna beat up on each other three teams are gonna make it and one team's gonna gonna just be you know, I think all of them are yeah, going to make I it. Think, I think head-to-head, the, the Raiders would probably beat the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't, I'm don't. i excited, bro. That's that's crazy. Someone's going to play spoiler. Someone is going to play spoiler. No, yeah. I got a feeling there's going to be some ter- – like, there's going to be some big letdowns this season, and there's going to be just, like, one surprising team that's going to surprise everybody. Yeah, who's like going to be Pitts- the ba- – Like Pittsburgh or something. Like Who's going to be the – who's going to be the Bengals of last year, you know? I think if Kenny Pickett is, like, good, like, Pittsburgh could be really good. With Najee Harris, bro? Before I let you go, Preston Gledhill, I wrote this down real quick because I always do this before the beginning of the season. My MVP, I have Josh Allen – uh, Preston, you said Herbert. Glad who? Who are you saying? Uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. You better put know. some money on that then. I want to say I want to say Herbert, but I don't want to agree with Preston. I want to make it interesting. Um, 
Um, it's got to be a quarterback, right? Yeah. Who um, Who else? There's literally you've got Allen and Herbert, and I think Mahomes. Maybe I don't know. Aaron Rodgers three peat? Hell no. It's going to be someone who kind of maybe comes out of nowhere. Like Mahomes has to be immaculate this year to win it, with like the expectations coming in. And I just don't think that's maybe Joe Burrow. Maybe Joe Burrow. Uh, Sean Watson. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dak. Um, Zach Wilson. No. Um, Trey Lance. Maybe. maybe. Who knows? Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I well, I, I hate the Eagles uh, though. Hey, Kirk Cousins. The way y'all were talking about Kirk Cousins. What was I saying about Kirk Cousins? I just think he's overhated. Y'all you know were, y'all were gonna, praising I'm, Kirk I'm Cousins. Gonna, I'm gonna, the NFC, I'm gonna agree with. I'm gonna agree with. I'm gonna agree with Preston. I'm gonna say Justin Herbert. I can't pick. I can't find anyone better right now. Josh Allen. I I just told you. Yeah, it definitely but I, I just, could be Josh Allen. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, the favorite. I mean, he's the favorite. But oh, I put definitely. I put ten on Herbert plus a thousand. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers three peat. I hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I thought that whole thing, that whole coward segment, segment was so funny. He's like, he's like only only three only three types of people try ayahuasca: burnouts, hippies, and and affluent white people with too much time on their hands, or something like that. Like really, uh, freaking coward in his analogies, bro. Gotta love it. Okay, so we have two Herbert, and we have Josh Allen being me, of course. Who's gonna win Offensive Player of the Year? I got Justin Jefferson. Here you go with the Vikings again, bro. I don't know what about what's up with you and the Vikings. What's wrong with Justin Jefferson? I feel like it's pretty valid, bro. You you got to be on a good team to win Offensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson is going to be on a good team. All right, we'll see. For me, Offensive Player of the Year, I don't know. I. I'd have, to, I'd have to look at the you odds. You have Derrick Henry. See. You have Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup. Of course, he won it last year. Who else? I mean, maybe Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's who came to my mind first. But um, Jonathan Taylor is the is a is tied with Cooper Cup as a favorite. That's crazy. Maybe Debo. Yeah, I'd say Debo be my pick. Debo or Devonte Adams. You think Debo's going to be able to replicate what he did last year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Gladhill, what do you think? I'm all in on Justin Jefferson this year. You should just say Devontae Adams with the way you're feeling about Derek Carr and the Raiders. <laughs> How about Travis Etienne? Damn, big, sleeper big, pick, big, son. Big, big year in Jacksonville. Hmm. CD Lamb? Oh, that's a good one. That's actually a really good one because that dude's going to get targets this year. Yeah, and if the Cowboys go off this year, yeah. Jamar is a safe pick, but the Bengals, the Bengals have to win probably 14 games, and, you know, I don't know. Preston, the reason I'm so high on the Vikings this year is not because of Kirk Cousins. It's because of Justin Jefferson and Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I know, I know. I think Kirk's a good quarterback, too. I really – I I think – I don't know. Okay, here we go. Defensive player of the year. Last year was TJ Watt for good reason. This year, I'm going to go with my boy, Micah Parsons. I mean, he's got to win one at some point. So I'll just pick him this year. Um, I'm going to say Derwin James, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, that's a big if. 
He's so good though, bro. Like that dude is crazy. Aaron Dolan's always a safe pick. Same with Miles Garrett. So freaking good. But then again, the Brown the Browns have to be something this year. What if Vaughn Miller just goes off in Buffalo? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not like defensive player of the year caliber. I I think Derwin James is interesting. I really do. Or I think it might be. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go Nick Bosa. I don't know why. That's a really good one. He's going to be up there. He's going to be up there. He had a great year after training his ACL the year before. Yeah, that that's a that's a good one. He should have been a finalist for comeback player of the year last year. No question. That's a good one. Okay. Offensive rookie of the year. Now this one's just kind of a toss up for me. Like this is like, I'm throwing a, I'm flipping a coin and I'm hoping it's landing. I'm hoping it's landing on this person and George Pickens. I like him in Pittsburgh this year. And this is, a, this is just a gut feeling. I got him. I'm excited to see Drake London and, and, Atlanta, but with with Marcus Mariota as his quarterback, I don't know, I don't know, you know, what kind of numbers he's going to be able to put up. I say Chris Chris Olave, honestly, out in um, New Orleans. Yeah, Chris Olave. How about Garrett Wilson in New York? No, nah, nobody in New York, bro. I don't trust New York either what about of the teams, that, bro. That new that that Chiefs guy, uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore, yeah, sleeper for sure. What team is Kenneth Walker on? The Seahawks. Seahawks, I, I oh no. I would take Brees Hall over Kenneth Walker. I think Brees Hall is going to have a great year. He could win rookie of the year, honestly. Yeah, it's just not a good fit for Kenneth Walker. Damian Pierce, Texans running back. Sleeper for sure. Definitely going to be the number one guy there. I think so. Only matter of time before that happens. But I'm going to go George Pickens. I want to make it fun. I don't want to be obvious. So I got George Pickens. And Preston, you said you have Chris Olave. Yeah. Glad you're gonna go with Drake London. I mean, that's I mean, it's kind of for fun. I mean, you never know he could win it. I mean, shoot. Let me let me go with Drake. Let me go with Drake. Let me go, let me go with Drake London. Um yeah, no, I think he'll probably I mean, I think he'll step up and probably be their number one receiver down the stretch. I think there's gotta be someone's gotta step up there. Arthur Smith is a good he's a good offensive coach. I don't think they have a really good team, especially on the defensive side. But yeah, sure. I think I think he'll make good use of Drake London this year. And I think if you know, nobody's nobody's talking about the Falcons. I, I'm not either, but I think I think he'll put up some good numbers. I think he'll he'll turn some heads. Their real number one receiver is actually Kyle Pitts. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that's funny. Okay, de- defensive guy. rookie of the year. I'm pretty confident in this one. I got Aiden Hutchinson. I think that dude's going to be a beast. Yeah, that play he made, uh, I don't remember what, what preseason game, but yeah, I'm excited for that. There's a couple other people. Um, you know, Kyle Hamilton. People consider him the best defensive player in the draft. Uh, Trayvon Walker was the number one pick. How about Jordan Davis in uh, Philadelphia? You know, defensive tackle. There's that's a- who I was going to go with. It's always safe to go with pass rushers. Yeah. Yeah, I go I'll go Aiden Hutcherson just because I I like him a lot. And I've been watching Hard Knocks, so I'm a little biased there on that one. Comeback player of the year. Now, I was thinking about this one, uh but I think because of injuries last year, it's I mean, it's got to be Derrick Henry, right? I don't think the injury was bad enough. I mean, he still had a crazy year last year even when he did play. So I mean, maybe you could give it to somebody else, but I think a guy coming off injury, like that's probably the safest pick right there. I couldn't really think of anybody else. J.K. J.K. Dobbins, if the Rays have a big year. Yeah, 
I was going to say McCaffrey. McCaffrey's a good pick. Saquon? Yeah, maybe Saquon. Yeah. Michael Thomas, if Michael Thomas plays. Dude, Michael Thomas, bro. That'd be cool. How about Jameis Winston? What if Jameis Winston just goes crazy this year? LASIK. LASIK Winston. That's a W. Coach of the year. Okay, I think the obvious one is Kevin O'Connell. But what if Dan Campbell won coach of the year? <laughs> yeah, the, the Lions would have to have like an insane year. The thing the, with coach of the year is it's got to be almost like a like a sleeper. It's got to be a team that ends up surprising people. Because coach of the year is never going to be like Andy Reid. Unless they go like 17-0 no. or right. yeah. you know. Okay, if the Lions win nine games, will Dan Campbell win coach of the year? Maybe. Depends on how the rest of the league does. I think yeah, Kevin O'Connell nine games and they finished third in the division. It's I don't think it's happening. Kevin O'Connell is probably the safest pick. The Lions would have to make the playoffs. No, yeah. I'd say Brandon, if the Chargers have a good year, Brandon Staley is going to get it. Do you think so? Yeah, because the Chargers haven't had a good year. Yeah. Yeah. If they win the Chargers haven't had a good year in a long time. Okay. Eleven or twelve wins, probably not. Last one right here, and then I'll let y'all guys go. Super Bowl pick, early season Super Bowl pick. I got Bills and Rams. Rams? I got Bills over Rams. That's my Super Bowl. Early Super Bowl pick. This could change. Uh, I always want to pick the Packers in the NFC, but, you know, they always want to choke. So, not going to go with them. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to get back there. Um, I don't think the Cowboys are going to. I'm really, like... The NFC, I feel like there's so many teams that just choke every year, bro. I don't know. I'm just really high on San Francisco for whatever reason. I I, I am. I mean, I like Trey Lance. I think he's gonna be a good quarterback. I don't know. I'll go I'll go Chargers 49ers, since that was who the Chargers played in the only Super Bowl that they ever made before. Chargers 49ers. Okay. 49ers are sleepers in the NFC. Glut Hill, let's go. Who you got? Um, I uh, I hate to agree with you, but yeah, Bills. I mean, I feel like this is the Bills' year. It just has to be at some point. They got it. They got to do it. They got to make the Super Bowl, and I think this is the year. All the pressure's on them, but I think Josh Allen gets better every year. I think they're going to make it. I said. I said the AFC playoffs are going to be a bloodbath. That's going to be true. Anybody can beat anybody once you get down to those top five teams or so. Just kind of comes down to those games. But I'm going to take the Bills and. Uh, I mean, I can't pick anybody else in the NFC but the Rams. I'm going through these teams. I don't think the Packers are going to make it. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to make it. Vikings, probably not. Niners. Not That's how I trade. feel, dude. Not in trade. It's his first year. Cardinals, probably not. Cowboys, eh. I got to go Rams. That's what I was thinking. I can't pick anybody else because I don't know what the heck is going on in Tampa Bay right now, but... I mean, Tom Brady left the team, what, for three weeks, comes back, and he's like, he has a lot of, like, other shit going on. I don't know. Maybe that's a reason to pick the Buccaneers, though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to pick them either way, regardless, because probably going to be it might be Tom Brady's last year. Uh, So why not go out on top? Watch, he's going to win eight, bro. If he wins eight, that's just, like, come on, man. This is overkill. Bro, I, last year, you it's know, already my, overkill. You know what my Super Bowl pick was last year? I had uh, Bills and Buccaneers. Yeah, and it. Uh, well, I think that was my midseason. I think at the beginning of the season, I was. I said uh, 
Because at the beginning of the season, I didn't know it was a COVID year. I was like, you know what? Chiefs, Buccaneers, too. They'll, they'll rematch. They'll, screw it. And then like midseason, I'm like, okay, this is the bill. The Bills can do it. And I was like, Bills, Bucks. And then the Rams just went crazy. So right now, my early season one, I'm going with the Bills and Rams, but I want to see a Bills and Chargers AFC championship. I need that for my, like, I need that for my mental health, bro. You need it. I need it. Come on, man. I ain't seen the Chargers like this in my entire life. Not since, well, not since I first started watching football when they went 14 and two and then lost to the freaking Patriots. Yeah. uh, Sorry. I didn't mean to get into that past trauma. It's okay. We feel for you, Preston. Uh, All right. Well, this was a fun episode, guys. I really had a good time doing this. This was awesome. I can't wait for the season. The season is starting in 10 days. Is it 10? Something like that. Next Thursday. Yeah, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. Yep. Oh, so it's going to be crazy, man. I'm excited. We'll get back to picks. I know this year we're doing the picks on ESPN Pick'em, so that's going to be fun. Y'all make sure to hop in that. I send y'all the link. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be cool. Be because we have more people joining. All right, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks when the NFL season starts. Ten days to be exact, I guess. And uh, have a good one. <laughs>